It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment. Welcome to the Sports Chumps, Episode 8. My name is Mikey Nails, and we have Dean the Dream to the right of me, your left on Facebook Live, and in your ears on SoundCloud. What's going on, Dean? How are you? I'm a, well. A, re- well. a rare Sunday episode. Rare. Very rare. For, for all our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in tonight. Yes. We're usually on Tuesday nights and will continue to be, but you know, every once in a while... There are some things that come up in our personal lives that preclude us from doing the episode on the given night. So I figured, you know, we just let everybody know. We thank them for sticking with us, whether it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. But Tuesday will still be the norm, and you're going to post it to SoundCloud, and people will still see it like they would every, you know, every other episode. It's amazing. We have personal lives. Yeah, I don't know how good As the is, week goes, after Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday come, I take care of everybody you need to take care of. Sunday comes, and I have like three hours to myself. I know you probably go through the same thing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a grind, but um, we, I don't mind we, doing we, it though. It's yeah, we do it for the right payback. people, for the yeah. families, and and we do what we can. And today was a family day, and obviously I I want to let you know I appreciate you. I, we had to move things around on my end, so we were able to be here tonight. And you know, down the road it could be a night where it's it's on your end, and we'll tweak it, and we'll make sure that our our listeners don't miss a week of the sports jumps, barring anything unforeseen. We will have an episode uh, every week. To our Facebook listeners, I uh, want everybody to know out there that I have ordered a. Uh, actual camera holder so when you are looking at us on facebook it won't be from the side anymore you're going to be looking at us we're going to be looking right into the camera all the people that do listen on soundcloud it's not going to matter we're still going to be very clear open and we're going to try and keep all your listeners listening so i could see we got the candle going the temperature's good the lights are low all the amenities got are the lined up. the same glasses on? Yeah, the same glasses. You're doing, you're doing the free look tonight. No gel in the hair. No I'm gel. sure the ladies love that. Oh, yeah. They love Curls it. for the girls. No gel, <laughs> no gel in the Waves dome. for the babes. No gel. I'll tell you one thing, Mikey. Today is obviously it's what, August 1st. Yes. And this is where it gets a little dicey get for up, me because up, now it's, now it, I start to feel it. We're like when you tell people, well, you know, you're cl- I'm close to 50. And now it's like, now it's this month. So before it was July, it was still, you feel like it's a ways away, but really now you're in that month where, you know, the calendar is going to turn on me in the big five zero. It's not tomorrow, but it's, uh, it's, it's imminent. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. You're a little younger than me. Not much, but yours will nah. be here yeah, you know, around the corner. Mine's in January. Yeah. So it. it's I all tell, good. I tell people I'm 49 and they go, no, you're not. You're in your thirties. I'm glad. I'm, I'm actually glad people say that to me. I know I, I feel like 50. 
I guess it no, it's like nice that. to see 49 because at some point you're not going to be able to say that anymore. It's just no. psychological that turn from 49 to 50. It's just it's a whole it's a different mindset. Well, but it really it's just a number. Well, it's it's age is all in the mind. I think. Look at you. You're still playing ball, still playing yeah. baseball, still playing basketball. You're still bot. How many years bartending? Well, so the funny thing I mentioned is uh, August 22nd, when, I, when the clock turns and I hit 50, the following day will be 30 years at Antonio's. That's I started crazy. one day after my 20th. So I'm going to be 50, do the math, that's 30. Wow. So it's a long haul. So you're going to be the longest employee there. <sighs> yeah. Um, one of the guys in the kitchen started like right after me. So he's, uh, Stefan's a little bit behind me, but about maybe 28 years. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's funny. Even the year I took off the 13 months with COVID, I was still there part of 2020, a small part. So I had never missed that full calendar year where I could say, well, it's 30, but it's really only 29 years. I've been in the building 30 years. It's it's crazy. It's nuts. Speaking of COVID, I hope everybody out there listening is safe and healthy. And I hope you all stay safe and healthy. Yeah, definitely. Let's get the show started. We're going to start with the NBA. The NBA draft. The number one pick in the NBA draft. He's from Oklahoma State. I'm going to stop rocking. I know Droopy Dog's going to say you're rocking. I, hear I You know, rocking. I didn't even think of it, but yeah, you're rocking. I'm not going to rock. Let's try to okay, keep it back still. to the NBA draft. <laughs> the number one pick. The gentleman is from Oklahoma State. He's a point guard. His name is Cade Cunningham. He goes to the Pistons. And the Pistons are definitely going to benefit from this player. He, he, he's great. He's very advanced. He's got a great feel for the game. Great shot creator. Works, works well off screens. He's going to be a big asset to the Pistons. Do you, you have anything on him? Well, first of all, I was going to say the Pistons could benefit from you and I in the backcourt. That's how bad the squad is. I'm just saying, he, he, no, he's definitely an asset to any organization he goes to. Um, I was fortunate enough to watch a lot of his games this year because, you know, on lockdown, I got to see a lot of Oklahoma State. Everybody knew he was the consensus number one high school player of the 2020 high school class. So obviously their games were televised a lot. And um, just from day one, you just can see the, uh, the composure and the poise that he plays with. Um, I noticed a few things. You mentioned some some comments about him is his explosiveness. They say he's not an elite athlete, but he knows how to get his shot off. And when you're six eight running the point, you kind of can see over the defense. You got an advantage there. He's six eight with a seven foot wingspan, two twenty. Yes, yeah, so he's, he's he, got a solid body for the NBA. Yeah, he well, he's a little more on the wiry side. I think he could afford to maybe bulk up a little bit and put a you know ten fifteen pounds of muscle on. But um, you know, he's going to work on his perimeter game. But he knows how to get his shots. And I think we talked about him pre-draft. And I mentioned to you that he. Uh, He's a guy that I've seen some games where he struggles for like, you know, maybe 30, 35 minutes. He's two for 10, two for 12. And before you know it, you look up at the end of the game, his team wins. He's a quiet scorer. And he gets the 20 spot. So it just seems like that's a guy that just finds a way. He gets buckets when he has to. What did he spend? One year with Oklahoma? One year year with Oklahoma State, which is the norm. Yeah, when you're told you're going to be the number one pick, I think you go. Especially when we'll get to it a little bit later. But there's guys locally that, uh, you know that decide to go pro and don't get drafted at all. But we'll get to that. Um, this kid, Cunningham, is he a franchise player? Well, obviously, the Pistons hope he is. Um, but he definitely was clearly the best player in a, in a very deep draft. I don't think there's many superstars after him, potential superstars in this draft, but I think it was a deep draft for athletes. And I think that he's maybe not the most athletic player in the draft, but I think basketball IQ and 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 Moda, I think he I think he's the guy and definitely the right pick for Detroit at one. Well, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of skills that make him who he is. I mean, to have to be six eight 
and have a seven foot wingspan. I heard he's a great shot blocker. I I didn't really see him play much. Yeah. But from what the scouting report said, he, he's he's an amazing player. Like you said, is he going to be a franchise player? We're not sure. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be proven in time. I mean, you, every number one pick supposedly is going to be a franchise player. Every every time you had number one pick, franchise. And, player. and nails. This has nothing to do with him. But during the course of the season, they played under a little bit of a cloud, and it wasn't his fault. But the the organization, the, the program, was under a little suspicion for some wrongdoing with NCA violations. So they didn't even know if that Oklahoma State was going to play in the tournament. But as I was watching games all year, I'm like, I hope this thing plays out in their favor because. That's the kind of kid you want to see play in March Madness yeah. in the tournament. You don't want to see him play 30 games and all of a sudden it's shut down. They did make the tournament. They had an early exit, but it was just nice to see him take his team as far as he could. I believe they lost to Texas in the uh, in the conference finals, but they you know they had a good run and they got an at large bid and they were definitely a team that deserved to be in the tournament. Well, I hope he does well. I hope he does well. He 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 seems like he's a he's a really really good person on the court and off the court. Um, for one, I read. I like I said, I don't know him. I haven't seen him play much, but he seems like he's just a good person all around. And the Pistons are desperate; they need somebody. Yeah, I mean, there's there's really no marquee guy on that on that team. They've got uh, you know, Jeremy Grant's there. He's he was a big scorer. He's on the USA Olympic team now. Um, they had some players there, but there's just they haven't been able to put it together since Dumas left as the GM. Uh, they they really got some issues there. Dwayne Casey's the head coach. They're just really kind of spinning their wheels, and they needed a little bit of infusion there you, to get things. Do you going. think Dumas was a good uh, GM, or do you, what do you think? I think he was a better basketball player. Oh yeah. Um, I I think that the Dumas I think was there that regime. We've talked about it last week with. The 03 draft, and um, he had a chance to draft Dwayne Wade and took Daco Milicic, which is the second pick. And I know we talk about Carmelo too. We're not Carmelo fans, but I would have taken him at two over oh, yeah. Daco Milicic. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was sort of his kiss of death as the GM there, because you can't afford to mess those number, you know, those high draft picks, those top three lottery picks. You just can't afford to to miss on those. You have to hit. Well, I mean, Dumas, he. It's not even good. I don't want to get into the, the Viches of the NBA, the Viches. All the Viches are all yeah. great shooters. Magdanovich, Jokovic, yeah. yeah. Pedro Stojakovic, all the Viches. Drazen yeah. Petrovic, God rest his soul. Another great shooter back in the day yep. with the Nets and the Portland Trailblazers. But um, like I said, this draft kind of could have went a, diff- a couple of different ways. I didn't see many surprises, although a lot of people thought that Evan Mobley from USC, the forward center, was going to go with the number he two. He went third. Pick. Didn't he go three? He went two. He went three, but I, they had him slated to go two. So he only fell at like a one slot to Cleveland, I believe, at three, and they took Jalen uh, Jalen Green went second from the G League. Two point guards went. Yeah, well, the kid that really slipped a couple of slots was the kid from Gonzaga we talked about last week, was uh, Jalen Suggs, the football basketball player. He went fifth. Is he the sleeper of the draft? I I think Suggs um, has to really improve his perimeter game, but I like his uh, his competitiveness, and I think he could be the guy that's definitely going to have a little chip on his shoulder and say, you know, there's four teams that could have had me. I'm the best player in the draft. In our lifetime, lifetime, since following sports with the NBA, what, what would you think, in your opinion, what is the best NBA draft that we witnessed? Um, the best draft, I would probably off the top of my head, we talked about 96 and 03 last week. I would just say, cause you caught me off guard here. I would probably go with the 84 draft. Cause I've, I've done, I've seen some shows on that and I just remember the names. That was the draft with, um, that was Elijah one. That was Jordan. So right there, I mean, you know, find a better draft. But also, what was it called? Five Slamma Jamma? Hakeem Olajuwon with Clyde, Clyde. Drexler, Five Slamma Jamma. If I'm not mistaken, that's also the draft that Stockton was in. What was draft was Ralph Sampson in? Ralph Sampson Before was, that. was um, he was in the 80, 
three draft, number one pick uh, of, out of Virginia. But I also believe that Stockton and Barkley were in that draft. I think there's like five or six Hall of Famers in that draft. So I would give that. I mean, the, that's amazing. Malone, yeah. was he in that draft? Well, or was that no, I thought Malone was in that draft, but I don't think Stockton and Malone could have been in the same draft. So I'm not sure on that one. But definitely it was Stockton, Barkley, uh, Jordan, and Elijah I mean, how much more talent do you need to say that's probably the best draft that I've seen? Imagine those guys on the USA team. Did they lose any games? Oh, it's um, it's um, um, unbelievable, unbelievable. But you know, this draft had a lot of twists and turns. But it was I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't the most exciting draft ever. I mean, like you said, no, Cunningham boring. was supposed to go one. He went one. If you're looking locally around here with the Celtics, everyone's worrying. They didn't have a first round pick, so Brad Stevens didn't have much to maneuver. No. They drafted a kid at number 45 out of France that nobody can pronounce his name. So I mean, like, well, he's 18 years old. So you know what? He's staying in France for the next three or four years. They're going to store him. He's not coming to Boston next no. year. So you know, the Boston didn't have much maneuver. To work to him. Do. They're going to work yeah. him out there, and when he comes here, he'll probably be good. All the French guys that come here, Ginobili, um, the other, the other, what was the point guard for uh, Parker? Tony Parker came from France. Yeah. Great. But they didn't come right away. They no, drafted they him, they stashed him, and, you know, yeah. Patty Mills, who obviously is still playing for Popovich, plays for Australia, and there's rumors that the Celtics are going to look I at him in free I agency. If, I don't mean to interrupt. I wonder okay. if San Antonio has strong ties to France. Well, they get, well I would guess they got to have somebody on Popovich's staff, a scout that's that's got some inkling or some kind of connection with those guys. Maybe it was Emi Udoka, who's now the Celtic coach. He coached under Popovich. Yeah. Maybe Popovich lost that. He's got Becky Hammond, the, the female coach. Maybe she's got some ties. So it just seems like Pop always hits on those guys and that's you know not an easy thing to do no. i know do that think, what does he got left popovich what do you think i i think you know i think that his his squad over there in san antonio is not not i don't want to say non-competitive but they're not a contender anymore I, I must be real difficult to be in the hunt for a title every year and then just have a team that's barely 40 you know barely a 500 team every season it's kind of tough to yeah, well there's no motivation you know yeah now he's getting up there a little long in the toot so you know, i mean but you know what if I say long in the tooth, but if he's got if he's got the energy to coach USA after coaching a season with the Spurs, and uh, you know, then I'm not going to feel bad for him. He's still doing it. Yeah. So, well, he, 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 he's 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 got all his heart, his whole life is coaching. Yeah, I mean, I, God bless his wife passed. I believe his wife did. Yeah, she. Did. I, I I didn't know I didn't know that. She, actually. I think she passed. A, I, I don't want to say she did, but right. I'm almost positive. Popovich's wife passed of cancer. I think she died. That's of cancer. the thing. Sometimes we, like I was telling you last week, I think he's such a jerk the way he talks to people with the media, which is true. I'm still going to say that. But, you know, and then we don't know sometimes the personal stuff until we find out. And then you yeah. feel bad maybe that you threw a dig at somebody. But, you know, our job is to basically talk about the, the sports end of it and what happens between the lines. And when they get into the to the locker rooms for the press conference, he's he's a real SOB, I got to say. He's, he can be a real tough guy to deal with. Yes. Erin Popovich passed away in 2018. All right, she so died after a long recent, battle yeah. with cancer. That's too bad. I'm sorry, it wasn't cancer. It was a respiratory illness. So no, God rest her soul, Popovich, we're with you. Yeah. 2018, never want to hear about that. But that's why I think he's just so focused on coaching because he's probably just, you have to do things to get your mind off things. Yeah. And I, I'm down with all that. I absolutely, that. absolutely. Um, on, on the local side, Mikey, it was, it was you know, we were talking, obviously, you know, PC, we resonate with the locals around here. Not a ton of talent locally around here. But um, obviously, PC had one player that had NBA and draft aspirations, and it was, of course, we've talked about him before, was uh, was um, three-year starter David Duke yes. for the Providence College Friars decided to go pro. And, and basically, bet on himself. And as of right now, I hope it all works out for David, and it still could. But obviously, bet on himself to, to have his name called on Thursday night, and his name was never called. No. So I'm going to say something. You know, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm not going to get in trouble because I, I have my opinion. Yeah. Some people are going to get mad. I don't think that he should have 
declared himself eligible for the draft. Yep. I, that's my opinion. He wasn't there. He wasn't groomed yet. He's not ready. He, they, uh, he did get signed to, the, the, to Brooklyn. Where's he fit in over there? He doesn't. And, and the funny thing is, you have every right to say what you said, and I agree with you, that I thought that he had a terrible second half with the Friars. Um, and I thought his game needed, he needed a lot of refining with his ball handling. He was inconsistent as a shooter. Good defender. Does play hard. I heard he works in the gym harder than anybody. Cooley loved him. But I'll tell you one thing, he didn't make people better around him. I'm not saying he had a lot of stars no. around him at Providence. It wasn't an easy team to play on. Nate Watson down on the box, but they, they struggled to score points, and, and, and Duke didn't make people better. What's he going to do at the next level? I just think some of these guys get caught up in this, like, what they think they can be, and, you know, maybe they hear something, hey, you're in a mock draft at 25. Well, I'm going pro. It, it sounds to me like the people I've talked to have said that Duke had his mind made up. Meaning, like, I don't care where I'm even slotted. I'm going pro. I'm hiring the agent. You lose your amateur status right there, so you can't go back. There's no, no. there's no walking it backwards. You we know? discussed this last week. Yeah. I don't know who his agent is. I, I never really, really looked into it, but I do believe that a lot of these guys, like I said this last week, and I'm still going to stand by it. A lot of these guys that come from nothing. I'm not saying he comes from nothing. Could be careful right. what we say. I know that yeah. we, have a lot of, we have a lot of listeners, and I don't want to upset anybody. He could be the richest guy in the world. It could be the poorest guy in the world. It doesn't matter at the point when someone says to you, yeah, you're going to get $5 million. we're going to declare you for the draft, you're going to get picked. If you don't get picked, then you have to really think about, who's this agent that I'm dealing with? Because right. they should know. They, when they look at him, they know if he's got talent or not. They know. They have to know he has talent or not. And to some degree, you doesn't. Can't, you can't bullshit yeah. okay, a young guy coming out of college whose aspirations are to go on and be a superstar and be a millionaire and take care of his family and his mother and his father and his family and give them the money and, you know, do the, do the money thing. I'm down with all that. I think it's a great thing to do. But you have to have the talent. If you don't have the talent, go get groomed overseas. If you don't want to commit to college, go get groomed overseas. Go play in, in the, the NBA what's, uh, G League. G go League. play in the yep. NBA G League. Get groomed. Move up, move up, move up. Because like I said to you, if not, you're going to end up playing the Harlem Globetrotters, okay, with the Washington Generals. Is that where you want to be? No, no. And I think this thing is going against everything I had said last week. It's right on point what I said because I didn't think he was going to get drafted high. But I said the best situation for him would be if you're going to get drafted at 54, 55, you're better off not getting drafted. So he didn't get drafted. So I said, all right, maybe his agent will put him in a nice spot with a team that you know has a need. I don't know about Brooklyn, a team that's trying to win an NBA Where chip, he, as you would say. He doesn't. And not that we expect him to like be in the rotation, but like, how's he even make that that 12 to 15 man roster? I just don't see it. You got Kyrie, you got Harden, they've got other guys there. You would think his agent would have put him within an organization. You know, and I don't want to say take him to a bad team, but put him in a spot where a team has a need and a team, maybe a young building team, where he'd have a shot to make the team. So so right now I'm looking at it like he's gonna go there, he's gonna give it a chance. He has to prove he can even make the summer league team. He has does well there. Maybe he gets a two-way contract where he goes back and forth from the G League to the to the Nets. But I just see him ending up overseas, and I think that's 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 what's in store for him. And it's too bad because, you know, he there was a lot of upside with him. Great NBA body, six foot five, can create his own shot can shoot it off the dribble, can shoot it long range. But again, I watched too many games with too many turnovers and just games where he just got lost, lost in the shuffle. And College ball and NBA ball are two different levels. For those of you that don't know, I'm sure there's a lot, there are a lot of people out there that do know. Two different levels. The speed, the quickness. Speed and quickness is two different things, okay? You're either quick or you're fast. Right. Now, you know what I mean when I say that. Yes, absolutely. Right? Strength, agility, basketball IQ, two different things. 
You're coming into playing with children in college. You're going up against men, grown men. It's a totally different game. So he's not ready for that. No, That's a- my opinion. Not. I watch some clips of him on YouTube and, and different stuff. I, I mean, I've seen games he pumps in 33, 34, but I've seen games, he, you know, two for 16 with tw- with eight points, and he gets lost and just disappears for, for 10 no big chunks during the game. No, not enough. And it seemed like as the season wore on and they needed him more, and I'm not saying he disappeared, but there was just games where it was like, I don't want to say he pulled a no-show. He's trying out there, but it just, it just wasn't there. And I'm looking at him saying, this kid's definitely not NBA ready. Come back to school. Refine your skills. You got a good coach with Cooley. You know, I think Cooley got, you know, somewhat, you know, the best out of him. But there was more there. More to to grow before you make a move like this. Because, like I said, you can't walk it back. Now you've you've really got to hustle for a roster spot. You've got no guaranteed money coming your way. Everything you do in college from the gym to playing has to double. You have to go to the gym harder. You have to play harder. You have to practice harder. You're in the NBA now. You went from being a child to a man. And you're not ready for that. And someone should have told him that. You're going to hurt his feelings, yes. He's going to be mad for a couple of days, yes. But he would have stayed an extra, an extra year, and I guarantee you he would have went in the next draft. No, that's a, it's a, it's my a, opinion. No, that's a good point. You know, obviously you see him not get drafted in the mock. He's hurt. He's hurt by that. In the yeah, in the latest mock draft, they had him at eighty four out of hundred prospects. So obviously it tells you that he, this kid was was a ways away. You know, and probably another year of school would have done it would have done him some justice. But uh, he made his decision. He bet on himself. Let's see how it plays out. We don't know, but right now, so far, not so good. No, Thursday night didn't go well for him. No. Moving on, a uh, couple of quick tidbits. NBA. Um, what was I going to say? Well, I know you mentioned the, the Westbrook trade to the Lakers. I, I, that was the big one of the night. Yeah, that was I was going to mention that, but I'm having a, a yeah, brain malfunction okay. right now. A couple, of, a trade, the trade, the trade deadline with the NBA, not the trade deadline. The uh, uh, what's it called? Oh my God, I'm struggling here today. Help me out. Well, Turning red. Well, I know you mentioned earlier about. No, it's okay. I know you mentioned the, the little situation where guys Free had a agents. chance to opt. They had a chance to opt in or opt out. Chris Paul has till midnight to opt in or out of that forty-four million for next year. And I think you said Kawhi Leonard was the guy you wanted. Here we to go. Talk yes, about. Kawhi Leonard. Okay. He declined thirty-six million. Okay, he declined. Declined. Pigs. Thirty-six pigs, million. As you Animals. Pigs. pigs. Thirty-six yeah. million. But the rumor is he's going to sign a four-year deal with the Clippers. Four years. Hundred and seventy six million. So he's going from what thirty six million to forty something million. But but how how long is the NBA going to allow these these contracts where these guys sign three four five year deals but always have an opt out after two years three years? Just, so oh we're going to keep the player. But yeah, but you got to rip up that contract and then give him more money. Where where does it end? I mean, like how much is enough? I mean, he's making thirty six. He's gonna. It's just to me that's just it's just brass brass balls to do that. I just I don't. It's unbelievable. And by the way, like you said earlier, like you said, he missed eight games. He wasn't there when they needed him down the stretch. They could have been in the finals. It could have been it could have been the Clippers in the box. I'm just saying he wasn't there, and he's a guy that's listen. He's won the MVP Finals at every you know every stop. He's twenty four six and five. That's that, that's his numbers. Twenty four no, points, six rebounds, five assists for the year. I the mean, guy's that's... elite. But I mean, obviously, you know, you start to get hurt. Sometimes you get an injury, and next year, next year you get another injury. You're never the same after that. I mean, he's you know, I'm not saying he's past his prime, but he's got to be hitting thirty, close to thirty by now. So you know, maybe he could be on the back nine. I, mean, I don't want to say that he's done. You know, and when speaking of guys that are on the back nine, the Russell Westbrook trade to the Lakers bring it up. was was a little bit of a surprise, but um, I don't know. What do you think? I of think it? it's an awful trade. Me, personally, it's an awful trade. You need a lot of balls for that team. You need a lot of balls to go around. People are going to be touching that ball. They're all scorers. Triple, he's a triple-double guy. He, he's, no, he touches the ball. He does something all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's he a does. talented player, but to him, to the Lakers, how many times... You gotta pass the ball a hundred times before somebody yeah. takes a shot. Sometimes he gets quadruple doubles. Unfortunately, that fourth one yeah. is uh, is and, turnovers. And they traded. They traded. 
uh, Kuzma, Pulp, Harrell. Is that how you pronounce it? Montrez Harrell. Yep. Harrell. Yep. Made a mistake. Yeah. In the 22nd pick of the 21st draft. 21st draft. So you got one, two, three, four guys for one guy. Uh, you know, was it was it was it a necessity? Was do, do the Lakers need Westbrook? Well, they needed to make a splash to bring another name in because they do need to put something with LeBron and AD, and you know every team wants the big three. I'm just saying that's the way it goes. I'm just telling you what I think. Um, is it was he the answer? I don't know. We're gonna find out next year. He's 33 years old now. He's still getting triple doubles, but you know, like I said, he turns the ball over a lot. What's gonna happen late in the game when there's a minute to go? Is LeBron gonna have the ball in his hands, or is Westbrook gonna have the ball in his hands? We're gonna find out. As far as what the Lakers gave up, they've been trying to trade Kuzma for three years. They said he was untouchable. He had, a, I think he had his lowest points per game last season. They've been trying to move him. You, you had him moving to San Antonio last week for DeRozan. That almost happened. Right. So I'm just saying, so they've been, they've been itching to get rid of him. Montrez Harrell's a total head case. He, he blasted the organization because they took him out of the rotation last year. So bye-bye to him. They're not going to miss him. Um, Contavious Caldwell Pope, nice player for them. Could stretch the floor, hit the three and defend. They might miss him a little bit. And you throw the pick in. Who cares about the pick? The Lakers had a good record, so it's not a high pick for, for Washington. So, um, to be honest with you, I don't think they really gave up that much. The downfall with Westbrook, I believe, is when he is talking to the media or when he something doesn't go wrong on the court, he turns into a baby, and that affects him playing after that situation or into the next game. Now, as much as I, we talk negative about LeBron, he's one of the best players, he's not going to put up with that shit, no. LeBron. He's no. going to say, listen, when you come here, you play. Do what you got to do after the game. Shut up and play. You don't think GM Rob Palinka maybe went to LeBron and said, this is the move we're going to make? I'm sure he got consulted on it. I, I, as Aaron Rodgers likes to be consulted in Green Bay. I'm just saying the star player. Let's compare. To- I, I'm not, I don't want to compare them as players. But when Rodman went to the Bulls, Jordan and Pippen controlled him. They controlled him. He did some weird things, but he always showed up and played. Always. I, I agree with you. I this think, guy. I think Phil Jackson, you know, kept, has had a big kept the personalities. To, yes. That's how I so won So I'm not titles. saying Westbrook isn't a great player, yeah. but there are a lot of games that he does not show up and he pouts. Yeah. He puts on the pout like a little kid, yeah. and, he, and he's stubborn, and he, he's spiteful. Well, and there's a pattern here. He's, you know, he, you're talking about three, four teams in the last four years. It seems like he's on a different roster every year. He, he's the cancer you know, of the I locker mean, room. I mean, Oklahoma City, he did his best there. He was there nine, ten years. He, they didn't get it done. They couldn't get past the, you know, Golden State with Curry. He moved on. The Rockets, Washington, now the Lakers. A lot of traveling. I hope he's renting these he's days. He's not liked in the locker room. No, from, does, from does, what I read. That way. From what I read. Guy can dress though. I mean, I may not like his look, but the guy's got. He wears some funky uh, outfits. But listen, I, listen, I'm not checking him out. He, again, he's on the back nine. He's 33 years old. We're gonna see what happens. Um, put his way, I can promise you, he's not putting up triple doubles with the Lakers. I don't care if LeBron's 37. He's LeBron's gonna have the ball in his hands when the game's on the line. But that's what I'm saying. If he doesn't get the ball, he's gonna be. He's, you know what's gonna happen. Like you said, LeBron's not gonna put up with that. No. You know they'll ship him out at the. They'll ship him out at the midseason if if he. KD, if he's they're like gonna that. pass. So not, yeah, well, don't forget, AD's always hurt, too. I'm just saying, there's, you know, AD, AD doesn't play a full AD. season, too. So you get, we can look at that, you know, a couple of different ways. Let's see who stays healthy. LeBron's had a couple of injury-plague seasons now since they won in the bubble last, you know, now that would be two seasons ago, actually. So we'll see how it all plays out. But that seemed to be the only trade. There was a lot of Ben Simmons talk that didn't come to fruition. Wow. Um, so obviously the Westbrook Paul trade. Paul Yeah, the West, the West, well, Paul has till midnight tonight. I don't he's think he's signed. decided yet. He's, he's going to sign. There was a big he's thing He's going to stay with on. Phoenix? Yeah, he's going to stay. 
Yeah, I hope he does. I told you that was where I thought that was heading. But um, it's going to be really interesting to see what goes on. Obviously, you're looking at the Celtics. The Celtics want to revamp their roster, and it looks like they made a couple of moves over the weekend themselves to try to get themselves back. Nothing major, but um, you know, they, they trimmed some fat with the payroll. Tristan Thompson, who didn't bring much to the table, he was shipped out, and they brought in former PC star Chris Dunn, who was going to make $5 million and play a backup role as a point guard. Um, one of the one, it always hurt, but one of the elite defenders in the game when he's when he's healthy and he's locked in. So you know we're gonna find out how that goes. Uh, I just want to mention the Celtics did make a, a a nice deal over the weekend, bringing in um, uh, Dallas Mavericks guard Josh Richardson. I saw that. Yeah, Richardson's gonna come in now. Another guy. I'm a little concerned because I'm looking over here. I'm like, all right, twelve points a game. All right. Well, he's making eleven point six million. I don't think I like that, but I'm not paying it. There wasn't, um, there wasn't it really this draft. I know that that. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with the draft. There wasn't any studs, like, really. That's what I said. After Cunningham, you're looking at, like, all right, give me, like, a stud, a big name. It was, like I said, it was him, Mobley, and maybe if you think Suggs is a name because he was he went so far in the tournament with that half-court shot versus UCLA. So, but, I mean, I look at Richardson, and I'm saying, all right, now this is his, he started with Miami. Then he went over. He went over to the Sixers. Then he was with the Mavs. Now he's with Boston. So that now that's four teams in four years makes me wonder what's wrong with Josh Richardson. His his three three point shot has totally eluded him. He shot about thirty percent, and um, he does defend and he does a lot of good things for his ball club. So we're gonna see what happens there. Boston's looking in a couple of different avenues right now. Um, that they're, they're thinking about Patty Mills. Um, who plays for Australia right now in the Olympics, former uh, San Antonio Spurs god, and they're talking about re-signing Evan Fournier. He's looking for at least eighty million. So I don't, I don't know how that's all going to play over the course of. I'm hoping, I'm thinking that's about four years. He's looking for twenty million a year, and he, he was not good for the Celtics when they acquired him. But I know you alluded to his 28 point performance versus USA in yes. the opening round of the Olympics. Yes. So, so it's in there. He can score. He he's can, not worth eighty million, though. No, he's not. I wouldn't give him eighty. I guess the Celtics kind of have to spend. That Kawhi's money. not worth one seventy six for four years. Either. No, but I'm we sorry. could we could do this dance all night too. Yeah. Nobody's worth what they're getting. But that's, no, not, that's it's um, not that they're not worth it. It's just it's it's ludicrous. It's out of control with the with the salary. No, it's out. It's out of whack. It's yeah. out of whack. That that you brought up the USA basketball. USA and Spain is playing in the quarterfinals. Oh man, that's that's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game. I hope the USA pulls through. Last week, they were the chumps of the week, and they proved us wrong. Well, they they were still the chumps of the week because they deserved to be. They were sucking. Yes. And they weren't, they weren't productive, and now it looks like they're getting their game together. Maybe they're clicking, and they're doing what they should be doing, which is taking taking over the world and dominating and winning. So, I don't, you know, I expect them to go out and, and win and win comfortably. They're 16-2 against Spain uh, in the Olympics, all the world, and World Cup comp combined. So, Spain has beaten them twice, and there's a possibility that they could get they could lose tomorrow. I, I think it's yeah, Wednesday night. I'll, yeah, I think so. And, and I'll tell you one thing. I know I know some of the guys on that roster. I'm going to assume that um, Lakers center Marc Gasol, who's on a banana peel as far as the NBA right now, but still for his, his world team, for for Spain, he's probably still the center on that team. And I think his brother, Paul Gasol, who's been out of the NBA for a couple of years at 41, I believe. He's 40 or 41. He's still playing. So he would be on that squad also. We are at the halfway point. You are listening to the Sports Jumps. You can check out our website at thesportsjumps.com. You can check out all social media platforms. Please search the Sports Jumps. We are on SoundCloud. Search the Sports Jumps. You can email Mike or Dean at thesportsjumps at gmail.com. And up in a couple of weeks, we are going to be on Spotify. I'm working on that. I know we got a, a couple of requests for us to be on Spotify. I'm hoping to get on Spotify and iTunes. That's not as easy as everybody thinks. 
but I am working on that diligently at home, and that is going to be up and running. Give me, I would say, three to four weeks we will be on. So if you do have a Spotify account or an iTunes account, you could just search the Sports Jumps, and we will just show up. Moving on to Major League Baseball, your favorite topic. It's my favorite sport. It's in the blood. It's in the bloodstream. It's in the bloodstream. It's not going well for the Bosockers right now, but it's it's. No. Not, listen, I'm not. Where are they out? A half a game. In about thirty seconds, they're going to be out a game and a half. But um, they're about they're in the ninth right now, down to their last uh, their last out versus the Rays. So it's 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 not looking good for the uh, for the Bosockers right now. I know the Yankees are still behind. It's all I worry about. Well, you keep saying that, and it's like every week you say that, it seems like they're creeping and creeping and creeping. They just just to not count them out. And what did I tell you? I said, I'll never say it until it's mathematical. They are still in it until they're not. And, um, you know, they picked up Anthony Rizzo at the trade deadline, and he's he's all of a sudden he's Babe Ruth. You know, you said last week, unless they get Babe Ruth, they're not going anywhere. But it looks like they got they got another version of him. And I know you think he's gonna he's gonna suck it. He's gonna suck in three weeks. But right now, he, the guy's an on base machine. He's hitting home runs left and right. He's got two home runs already over the weekend as they sweep the Marlins and get back into this pennant race right now. After getting Jody Gallo on Wednesday, they trade for Texas Ranger slugger Joey Gallo. Now they followed up with Anthony Rizzo. And I alluded to you last week, and I've been saying it since we've started the show, that the Yankees, their, their, their team was too much too much right-handed. And Cashman put a team together that was just relying on right-handed hitters. What do the Yankees do? They go out and get two studs from the left side that can really help their team. And so far, so good. The Yankees are back in the hunt. I'm going to say this about Anthony Rizzo, and I'm going to stick by my word. He has a couple of home runs come in. He's playing strong. He's got a lot of energy going through him right now. The adrenaline's flowing. The adrenaline's really flowing with him, but Within two weeks or a week, he's just going to be a cheerleader in the dugout. That's all he's acquired for. I'm not saying he's not a great player. I hope you're right. I am not saying he's not. I know the Yankee fans are going to probably want to shoot me right now with the bow and arrows, and they want to ah, they want to fight. He's no, he's 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 a cheerleader. At the end of the day, he's a cheerleader. You could sum it up all you want to hit. What do you hit? Three home runs, two home runs so two far. Two home runs. Already. Two home runs. Okay, yay, yeah, big deal. He got the, what place are they in? Well, I mean, he got there. They were already back a ton of games. So, obviously, he's, he's tightened the gap a I'm little bit. I'm not saying he's not increasing their potential right. to maybe make a little tiny bit of a run. Yeah. He, he He's played three games. The first two games, he homered. And then today, they're down one nothing in the seventh. He gets a big RBI single to tie the game. They end up subsequently winning the game 3-1 to one and sweeping. And obviously, you know, again, the whole locker room thing, he does help that locker room because they don't have a leader on that team. Boston has a great locker room. So, I'm hoping that Boston, this little slump they're going through right now, they can withstand it. And still come back because I think they have it with Cora and the culture there. I think the Red Sox still could be okay, but I, I am mildly concerned about this this squad right now. They're really they're really hitting it now. Of course, there was a lot of trades that went around this deadline. A ton of trades, An absolute epic trade deadline. I don't think in my lifetime I've seen a trade deadline with like with a lot of marquee names. Certain teams, you know, whether it's uh, the Cubs, the Nationals, some teams have just totally cleaned house. So it's it, it was it was really interesting to see a lot of guys on the move. The Red Sox did make. A move for a bat. Obviously, I would have liked to have seen a pitcher. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in Chump of the Week. But um, right well, now, Sale and Schwaber, they're close to coming back. I know. I, is, how do you pronounce his name? Kyle Schwaber. Schwaber. Yeah. He's hurt. What does he have? A hamstring injury? Hamstring injury. But he is playing. He's, I think Detroit, they, they, he's playing. He's going to practice. Okay. So they're going Detroit. to Detroit next. So, yes. yeah, it's Wednesday. I okay. Believe. They, yep. they are going to make him practice. So that's yeah. that's good. That's good. I mean, to uh, me, that's like, okay, yeah. we he's going to be playing soon. And Chris Sale. He pitched at Pawtucket yesterday, I believe, and looked he's, good again, didn't he? Yeah. he looked great. He's, he's pitching again. I believe he is pitching Wednesday. Their next game is Wednesday with the yeah. Woo Sox. Yeah. 
So he comes back. Your boy comes back. They'll be okay. I know, but that's the thing. They like saying, you know, I, you know, I like Schwaba, but Sale. It's like almost like, well, that's yeah, he's one of ours already. So like, or that mean they can't go outside the organization and go get somebody else, another arm. You're looking at the back, the back of the. I don't even say the back of the Red Sox rotation. You're looking at most of their rotation from three to five. These guys have been been awful the last two months. Pavetta, he hasn't been able to get through five innings, and he's the best of the three. Uh, Martin Perez, he's peaked. Garrett Richards was garbage from day one. I don't want to hear about spite attack and reinventing himself. He's swell. Cut your hair. Swell. I don't care what your hair looks like if you're ten and three. But if you're six and five with a six and six with a seven ERA, a six ERA the last month, go cut your hair. He never fit in Boston. I never liked him as a fit. Then you look at the top of their rotation. Nathan Avaldi's been great all year, but he looked bad last 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 night. And then, and then you look, you just look at this whole team right now as they lose right now, three to two to Tampa and get swept. Not a good weekend for the Red Sox. But you look at this team the way it's going right now. You got Eddie Rodriguez can't win ball games on the mound. So who are you gonna I just get a want win to say from? this: it's not a good weekend for the Red Sox. But the Yankees are still out eight and a half. I'm gonna keep saying that just to aggravate people. Is that a problem? I think it's, let's say it's seven, actually. But I'm just right. saying it well, little by little. Seven, I'll take And that. here we are, August 1st. you got two full months left. It, 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 let me tell you, and I'm feeling the walls close in. Let's just say that. And, and listen, as we speak, the Red listen, Sox. Listen, as a diehard as a diehard Red Sox fan, I'm surprised you're even saying that. I know you're being no, reality. I gotta call, reality I got to call what I feel and what I see and what I oh, see. I want to see a little confidence, though. But, well, I'm trying. I'm trying to stay, I'm trying to stay positive. I did, I did like the Schwab pickup, but there's some things that I don't like about it. And, you know, it's obviously. What don't you like? What I don't like about it is the fact that, you know, obviously he's hurt right now. I know he's coming back, but you traded for a guy who can't play right away. They're losing games. They need offense right now. So you trade for a guy who's not damaged goods, but you got to wait for him. And then on top of it, they need help at first base where Bobby Dahlback's an automatic out. He's swinging it air. He's barely above the Mendoza line. They don't have a first baseman. They're going to throw Schwaber over there and tell him to learn the position on the fly. The guy's played one game at first base in his career. So you you actually went out and accomplished something. You got a left-handed stick. Great. But he's he's a he's a liability in the field. Where are they going to put him? He played left field with with the Cubs and the Nationals. He's atrocious defensively. That was your guy. I like his stick. Yeah, I love his stick. I lo- listen. If he came, to- don't, don't don't say stick anymore. Listen, if he, I like his bat. Okay, thank you. I like his lumbar. If he came to Boston and he was the DH, I'd be the happiest guy in the world. But you already got JD Martinez DH, and you would have your boy another. Uh, All right, but you can only have so many DHs. I love both bats, but you, if they can't play the field, what good is it? One of them's got to play the field. You can't have three DHs. No, right. So, so I got a problem right. with that. I want to see confidence though in you. You're showing me zero confidence right no, now. No, that's that's how I feel. It's not just because they got yeah, panicking. I, I kind of felt that this was going to be a two out of three or a sweep anyways this weekend, and it was came to fruition. Panic on me. I wasn't looking to be right. So I'm like just, you. It's, I just I feel like with Cora that they, they will bounce back, but I mean, I, I believe that they, they, they're content with where they are right now. As you like to say, a quick little tidbit, Fernando Tatis. Looks like he's going to be out. He's got a shoulder injury. Um, he's he's riding the pine tonight. I hope he gets better. <clears throat> he leads the... I just cleared my throat. You did. Troops. Droopy dog. Yeah, automatic. He leads, he leads uh, what is it, the National League with 31 home runs. He's going to be out for the season, I believe. He's going to have a little uh, oh, shoulder surgery. I didn't I didn't get that. I, no, wow. I, I saw that okay. tonight. All right, I know They're he went saying, on the 10-day. Well, all right, let yeah. me, let me, let me rewind that. Yeah, They're saying ahead. that if the shoulder injury does not improve, okay. he is going to be out for the season with shoulder-ending surgery. Yeah, that, would, that would be devastating for the Padres who have spent so much money and they've been all in. You know, Hosmer, a couple of years ago, free agent contract. Tatis is just coming to his own total superstar when he's healthy. The, you know, the Machado contract, not a big Machado fan, but they made so many moves. You Davish, 
Um, that rotation, Blake Snell, they've done everything to try to win, and they're still behind the Dodgers and the Giants in the National League. And, and obviously, as we talk about the, the epic trade deadline Friday at 5 o'clock, you saw some teams, or 4 o'clock, you saw some teams that were moving and grooving. Were you glued to the TV? And, well, I was busy, but I knew what was going on. And when I saw the, the Max Scherzer deal, because originally Scherzer, they said, was going to go to San Diego. It wasn't official. Kind of like when last week you thought DeRozan was going to, to the lake, to the lake as it didn't happen. No, so I sometimes know. things, well, sometimes you don't get, you got to get total confirmation we didn't have that so i guess um with uh shirts was going to go to the padres of course something happened there the tr- talks broke down with the prospects and he ends up with the dodges oh and by the way the dodges end up with trey turner to the shortstop who's got 18 homers and 21 stolen bases this year they're going to slide him over to second base because they have Corey seager on the team already so even in the offseason if seager decides to go free agency they can just plug turner in at shortstop the rich get richer and i think the dodges as far as the trade deadline with with, with a big team that was uh, that really stood out. Obviously, the Chicago Cubs shifting gears. A they, te- they, they cut the whole grid of the it, whole team. Well, but the, the, the Cubs and the Nationals were in total fire sale. It's over. The teams are out of it, and they decide. Well, what, what do you do? Do you keep you know running the same guys out there? Do you run? What happened to the old school teams where they just they grinded and grinded and grinded? Well, and grinded. well, when you got a guy like Chris Bryant, who you know you're not going to be able to resign, he wants to go somewhere else in free agency. Uh, it, you know, I, I kind of can't blame Jed Hoyer, the GM of the Cubs, for doing what he did. I'm going to go out and get some prospects. And it turns out they traded their studs. Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, aforementioned to the to the Yankees. I know yeah. he was expiring. Cheerleader. Okay. Craig Kimbrell went to the White Sox. They traded all of their prospects, and they and they ended up like, all of their studs. They're rebuilding. They, they traded all of their studs, excuse me, and got 10 prospects back in those trades. So how those guys play out, I don't know yet. We're going to find out. Maybe some of those guys play right away with the Cubs and get a chance to play. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the Cubs. But I can I can tell you the Nationals, they they blew it up. They even traded John Lester. who I, I don't know why anybody wants John Lester at 36, 37 years old. He's but done. The Cardinals took a shot on him, and they're 51 He's, and 51. Him and Andy Rizzo should have pom-poms in their hands. No, I mean, Rizzo's, at least Rizzo backed oh, yeah, it up. Yeah, t- uh, all right. Uh, listen, Andy Rizzo, I'm not denying he wasn't a great player, but the Yankees fans, they hit, they, he hit two home runs. Oh, they're loving it. Now though. he's Babe Ruth. Plus, the Yankees acquired two Italians. They always get the Italian players. Oh. Over the years, the DiMaggio's, the Berras. I'm just saying, they like the Italians, the Rizzuto's. So that they, they're happy. They got a couple of guys that can mash. They're left-handed. They're back in the race, and, and, and they're Italian. So they're, they're paisan. Kills me. Right, Kills so, me. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with this uh, dream. After all the smoke clears, who are the winners, who are the losers, who's winning the World Series? Well, as far as the winners and losers of the trade deadline, obviously the Dodgers getting shirts that trumps everything. And then, like I said, you throw Trey Turner in there, it just gives them more versatility with their, with their lineup and their defensive alignment. Um, as far as how it all plays out, I still like what the Yankees did with Rizzo, even though I, was, I told you last week. I, was, I, feel like, I feel like tonight that you are a Yankee fan. No, I'm you just, just keep talking about I'm, Rizzo. I'm just a realist. As the walls close in, I'm just I'm just God. telling you how I feel. I, I didn't want Rizzo, and I'm still glad we didn't get Rizzo. But I'll tell you one thing: it doesn't just because I didn't want him on Boston doesn't mean he doesn't make a difference for the Yankees. I'm just saying. He so, hit two home runs. You, you asked me a question, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell you. I think obviously he didn't hit fifty. He hit two. I didn't mention it earlier, but the Toronto Blue Jays. I think they got the uh, after shirts. They got the best pitcher on the market by acquiring Minnesota Twins All Star Jose Barrios. So they, with getting him, that puts the Blue Jays. Now, do the Blue Jays have a chance coming into today eight games out? 
I don't know about this season, but what it does is Berrios is on the contract going forward. They could probably either, you know, he's not a free agent yet. They can keep him going forward next year to put him with Guerrero and Bichette and that rotation with Robbie Ray and, uh, and you know, and the uh, Korean kid from that came over from the Dodgers. So Rio, Hanju Rio. So, I mean, they, they've got some things they can do here. Maybe they can try to pull it off in the next 60 games. If not, they've got the future. So that was a win-win for the, for the Blue Jays. When it's all said and done this year, I think the shirts of deal to the Dodgers tells me two things. That number one, Trevor Bauer is not pitching again this year. And I mentioned that last week, oh a former chump of the week. And I think that, that, that shirt. If he comes back and pitches, I'll be. Uh, well, I mean, if he. If he comes. I'm a, yeah. If, if he comes back and pitches, okay, I'll take you out to dinner for Spain. I'll take you, not a, you know, I'm going to take you out. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It no. wouldn't be like a, yeah. when I get, don't get any ideas well, out mean, there. Table for two? I mean, what are we yeah. doing over no, here? We'll sit at the bar. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I'll take you to Spain for dinner. He's okay. not coming back. You're saying he's going to come back? No. I, oh, 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 no. Oh. I, no, there was no bet. I said, I oh, said, okay. I, said I, I don't see him coming back. And I think the shirts of deal was, was, was contingent on the fact they know behind the scenes, they won't admit it, that he's not coming back. They've already given him three leaves of absences by the MLB. So there's something going on there. I know they're choking the girl unconscious. Just, the guy's a sick, sick human being. And the other girl's sick for saying it was okay. It's sick all the way around. There's sick people in this world. I don't think they would have went after Scherzer if they knew they had Bauer. No. Now, if you end up being right and Bauer ends up pitching again. Oh, my God. I, I, or I thought you thought I thought he was going to pitch again. Just think of that rotation. It's just scary. Yeah. you got Max Scherzer, Trevor Bauer, both guys want a Cy Young. Mm -hmm. um, they got a guy named Clayton Kershaw who's won three Cy Youngs in an MVP. And then they got the young kid, Walker Bueller, who's 11-2 and two this year. There's no way you're going to beat them. No. Then, and by the way, their fifth starter is Julio Urias, the kid from Mexico. He won his 13th tonight, so he's 13-3. and three. So obviously, when you got pitching, you can afford to have Clay Bellinger or Corey Bellinger, Cody Bellinger. His father was Clay. You could afford to have Cody Bellinger have a total no-show this season. He's had an awful year. And Mookie Betts, who's been hurt, just came off the DL tonight, and I think he homered. But Mookie. I'm saying, but I'm saying you can have your offensive guys have a tough year. When you have pitching, you can cover up a lot of, lot of misfortune in your lineup. Oh. I like the Dodgers. How do you not? Bauer's not pitching ever again. I don't know about ever again. I don't, I don't not, care if he does. I don't I mean, think he should. Do you? If, if, no. if all these allegations come true. Yeah. Do you think he should ever pitch again? And then I'm and then we're gonna move on. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try and stump you because they have a question. For no, you. I don't think he should pitch. And I don't, I'm not rooting for the guy either. I think he's a. I'm gonna, an idiot I'm gonna say this: if he pitches again, then Pete Rose should be in the world in, in the the Hall of Fame. Back on Charlie yeah. Russell again. I know. Okay. No, I know it. I like right. it. I like I like. All the right, we're gonna try and stump the dream. This question, it's an email I got. It's from Jesus in Wheels. Jesus in Wheels writes in. He says, "Question for Dean the Dream, Dean." Who is the only player in Major League Baseball to not only win a World Series, College World Series, and Little League World Series, to also catch four no-hitters in his career? If you get the player right, who are the four pitches he caught the no-hitters for? Wow. I, I think you know this. Wow. I, no, I no, no. I just, I just unbelievable. It's like, I, and I was picking on uh, Anthony Jr. with the, you know, is there three, four parts to it? The guy's going out on a limb here. It's a lot to ask. You know, the first part of it's not easy, but um, I, I think I have a, I think I have a, a beat on the first part of it. I don't know if I'm going to nail all of it, but the player is definitely. Definitely former Red Sox catcher Jason Veritek. Correct. And I will tell you that he, he definitely played in the, I remember him playing in the Little League World Series, not live, I, don't, I didn't watch it, but I know he played in the Little League World Series, 
And when he won the College World Series, well, well he was with Georgia Tech. His teammate was Noma Garcia Power. They played together on that team. Noma is a god. And he won World Series with the Red Sox in 2004 and 2007. Okay. So now I have to answer the second part, which is he who caught are, four no-hitters. Who the four pitches he caught the no-hitters for? All right. So obviously he came over from Seattle as a rookie, so I'm going to assume that all four of the no-hitters were pitched by Boston Red Sox pitches. So I am going to say... Um, God, former rookie of the year with the Dodgers in 95, Hideo Nomo would be one. That's one. Okay. Is he the first one on that list? Yes, sure is. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, and, and for what? people, for, for the people out there in Facebook land and for the people listening to our podcast, Dean is not Googling any of this. <laughs> I don't, okay. oh, I dream, dream, plus you know I don't dream, know how to Google. <laughs> no, he's limited with that. The dream is a legit statistic savant. He Thank is. you. I appreciate that. I he don't is. know if I, I would have wait. For, I would have. If you, if you I would have hoped, hoped you wait for me to nail it, it first well, before you say that. It doesn't that, matter because okay. a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't even get the first part of it. Appreciate right. that. Okay. Thank you. But for those of you that try to stump him, you know, try to keep it simple. I mean, we got we got one question and there's another part. It's like a two part question. But I'm gonna we give appreciate it, I'm, it though. I, I, I like it. it. I like it though. It is. It is. It's interesting. I live for this stuff. So yeah. And if you if you notice when we talk MLB. He's a huge. He lives, lives, eats, sleeps MLB. I let him do his thing, and I only, I, I do the salt and pepper here and there. I like that. I like the S and P. Little S and P. I like yeah. that. See, that's me. I like it. Um. All right. So back to the no hitters. It was Hideo Nomo. Yeah. And I want to say, if I'm just going, it was the year he. Threw, it was 2001 or 2002. Was that was the yeah? He, he didn't ask that part of the question, but the year he caught the no hitter or threw it. To no, I got the year, but I don't think the year is right. 2000. It was right around 2000. No, he's got 2021 over here. That's wrong. No, that would be today. Yeah. Nomo's been out of the league for years. What yeah. are we doing over here? Yeah, that's what are we, all right, either way, he didn't ask the years. Is no. Hideo Nomo threw the first one. Yes. Okay, so that was right around 2001 or 2002. Okay. He only paid for the Red Sox for one year. Okay. I think he was 12 and 8 or 12 right. and 10. Anyways, moving on. All right, um, let's see. I know I, I know he may not be the second guy, but I know John Lester threw one of the no-hitters. There you go. And I would say that would be either 2008 or 2009, right around there. Oh, wait, you were right. Okay. And I would say I'm going to go backwards now okay. and say, and I know exactly who the one in 2007 was. You know why? Why? Because I was there. Who is it? It was rookie Clay Buckholtz. Correct. I was there. He struck out Nick Markakis in the ninth to, win the, to finish off the no-hitter. You got one left. One left. I'm gonna give you the year. No, um, no, because I think I I think I got a beat on it. He was a combination of a starter and he closed for the Red Sox a couple of years. He's the only guy to win 20 games and 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 save 40. So he won 20 as a starter one year and and then saved 40 and then went back to being a starter. There's a whole history on him. It's Derek Lowe. And the year, just for fun, I would say that may have been 2002. Correct. Wow. Okay, so then Nomo wasn't so, so Nomo wasn't 2002. Then he was probably either 2000 or 2001. I'm going to say 01. So Jesus and Wheels, just to let you know, you did not stump the dream. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks, brother. Amazing. Thanks, brother. Amazing. The dream. What's amazing is catching four no-hitters, by no, the way. It's amazing that saying. you know all those answers and you have the dates. That's Close. amazing. I was around it. I didn't have That's it all. That's amazing. Thank to you. me, that's that's incredible. My I mind, that's a hell of a question, though. It's I mean, a hell of a question. Thank you for writing in, Jesus and Wheels. We appreciate your support. Yeah, if you definitely. Go oh, easy on me, Jesus. You are listening to the Sports Chumps. You can check us out at thesportschumps.com. You can write in and try and stump the dream. Write in to Mikey Nails. 
You can write in to Mikey Nails at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Check us out on so- all social media platforms. Just search the Sports Chumps. We are on SoundCloud. Search the Sports Chumps. And soon enough, we will be on Spotify and iTunes. All right. Dean the Dream is in the hizzy. I'm enjoying it tonight. I had a little screw-ups tonight, a couple of screw-ups, got a lot in my mind, but that has nothing to do with the podcast. But you still, you still, you're here, I you stumbled, I mumbled, yeah. I fumbled, it happens, it's part of life. What movie was that from, like Marbles or something, was that Dick uh, Tracy? Well, you I know, don't know. I, I, know we, I know we talk about, we were going to talk about sports movies, but I just want to say this. The other night, I got home, yep. I think it was Friday night, you know what I watched that, I, it's, it's, you're going to laugh at me, a lot of people out there are going to laugh at me. One of my all-time favorite, it's, it's in my top five. Okay, sports movies of all time. You're gonna go. What are you nuts? Yeah. It's the replacements. No, I'm not gonna go nuts because it's one of those. It's on my list of the movies that when you're flicking the channels and you're bored and you got nothing to watch. Oh, here we go. It's always on TNT. So every time I put on channel, you know, ten twenty seven, I can't help it. Now, is is the sports part of it? No, I think it's funny. It's entertaining. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. You know, he had a bad sugar bowl. The lefty and the quarterback, a bunch of scabs. <laughs> yeah. But I'm um, by the way, I'm not afraid to say it. You know, I don't say it often. The chick in it. She's Phenomenal. Bang, she's banging. Phenomenal. She's an under-the-radar chick, too. Oof. She never made it big. She's great. And I've seen her, like, in something recently. And obviously, that movie's a good, you know, what was, was it? early. I don't remember when I saw uh, him, but I'm just saying, I want to yeah, let you know that, like, yeah, she, let's just say she was. Yeah. Not that I'm, you know, again, I'm not Clooney. But um, her name is Brooke Langdon in real life. By the way, you know she had a small part in? One scene back when she was still hot. She was in Swingers. Oh, was she? She's the girl at the bar that, that Favreau goes up to get drinks, and he's fumbling. You know him. He couldn't get it done. Yeah, yeah, His girl yeah. left him. He's a train wreck. And she had the martini, and he ordered it for her. First of all, you order it for her. You buy it for her. He just ordered it, and then he, he fumbled it. She gave him his phone number. Yeah. She's slamming. She had, that little, she had that little raspy voice. I like that. She had a little raspy voice, a little brunette. My she was, all right, this is gonna sound weird. She was like a tom, like a tomboy. Like she was, yeah. like, I like that. Yeah, like, you see her driving him home. She got yeah. to driving lane to lane, and she's yeah. like, I don't go out with football players. That was a solid movie, by the way. So there was the, another movie he was in where he, he coached a little league team. Yeah, that was weak. What was that though? What was that called? Some, I don't know, but it was. I remember that movie. It was kind of weak. I kind of, I don't think I saw that one through, but I know the movie you're talking about. Uh, I just want to let you know some of the characters in that. Obviously, Favreau was the linebacker, former cop. <laughs> it was funny in yeah. that. I, li- I um, like, I like the kicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the guy from England and the uh, yeah, he's yeah, a, bloody hell. You know, he's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, hey, oh, hey, yeah, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. He's funny. I, yeah. I kicked the bloody snot out of that. No, but he could <laughs> he could boot it though. We're gonna go for the win. The best is when he's kicking the field goal and he throws the butt down. He's gonna he's, stoke. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna he throws the stoke. <laughs> classic. You, you um the guy who played the um the guy that was in jail. His name was Ray Smith, but they gave him a different name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go Google him someday. He was on The Shield. He was a cop on The Shield. Was he? He played a cop on The Shield, I but in I... real life, was he, not... he got in trouble for attempted murder. He's in jail for the rest of his life. God. Yeah, it was Jay something. I forgot his last name, but uh, that's one of my favorites. And of course, Gene Hackman's a classic. Oh, he's... Yeah, you know, and the old guy, Fred Warner, who's passed away. Gene Hackman's in my top five actors. Ah, uh, great movie. Top five. And it was, listen, if... It, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the replacement. I believe that was 2000. So you're looking at 21 years ago. How time flies! But uh, so you enjoyed it. That's yeah. not the first time you saw it, is no, it? It's oh, like all right. Say it's probably okay. the tenth time. Okay. Moving on. NFL camps open up everywhere. I know you have a few comment, few comments for us, Dean, on the NFL camps. The Dream is going to speak on the NFL. Well, obviously, you know, camps are opening up here and there. Everybody's kind of getting back to work. Players are competing for jobs, which is what it's all about: competition. And in getting ready for the next season, 
which is going to be upon us pretty soon. September, I believe, September. Let's see here. Look, see, this is why I got to get you a schedule. This first game for, you know, Patriots and Dolphins yep. on uh, on September 12th at 425. My point is you're supposed to be competing for jobs. Belichick. I know you're not a fan. We get it. No, it's not that I'm I not get a it. Fan. You think it's time you think his time is coming going. And and listen, I'm I'm still on I'm still in his camp. Listen, but- Belichick I'm not, he's in my top three coaches. Is he number one? No. But I know everybody thinks he's number one. He is a great coach. He he had the talent to get it done, and when he didn't have the talent, Tom Brady carried the team. Okay. The problem I have with Belichick is don't be an asshole. People pay a lot of money to go to the games, and after the games, whether they're attending the post-game show or they're watching it, we want to hear what your opinion is. We don't want the – don't say nothing. Don't be, don't be that guy. Well, Step it, up. Yeah. And be a human being and answer the questions. Well, yeah. Don't be an – very plain and simple. Don't be an asshole. Right, and, and I'm surprised he didn't make my chump of the week, but uh, to be honest with you – I'm bothered by the fact that he kind of did give some answers this week. There was a press conference with the media, and and he talked about somebody asked him about uh, competition for the quarterback position, which is what everybody wants to know about. Of course, you know all the other guys. You got some new players coming in, but everybody wants to know about the you know Cam Newton, Mac Jones. I've already told you a million times that I know how this is going to play out. I can see how this is going. It's going to be Newton to start the year. I can see it. But um, he basically said Cam Newton's a bum. He never. I agree, but he never gives you a straight answer. And then this time he basically said he goes, well, you know. Everybody's competing for jobs. He goes, everybody gets a clean slate. And then the, 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 the writer or the research guy said, well, you know, Belichick counted and said, well, Cam's our starting quarterback. And then the guy said, well, you said that everybody gets a clean slate. He goes, well, everybody does get a clean slate. Well, then my question would have been to follow up and say, then, then why would you just say Cam? You never give us anything. Now you tell us Cam's the starting quarterback. My point is he kind of tipped his hand. He never does. Now you, it, with Newton, the worst quarterback on the planet, his arm's dead. He's, it's, he's checked. He's toast. Nice. You go out and say he's the starting quarterback. So what does that mean? Does that mean Mac Jones can't, can't upseed him in, in, these, in these workouts? Why well, Stay home then. He should be able to compete for the job. So I guess what I'm saying, I'm just really upset that it seems like, I, you know, I, the last thing I ever wanted to see again was was Newton under center, but it looks like he's going to be starting the season. I'm convinced of it. And I was convinced before this press conference. I just, I'm just, it's really bothers me because, you know, I like to see the kid get a shot right off the bat. Why does he have to sit a year? And I'll tell you one thing, if Newton's the quarterback, oh yeah, the team's not going to win ball games. I mean, maybe there's something we don't know. Maybe Cam Newton is, a miracle happened and he worked on his game and he's got his IQ back and he's going to focus and they're going to win. But I want to go out and say 98% of that is false and that Cam Newton is just going to be the Cam Newton of old. He's yeah. going to look good. People say he dresses good. I don't That's know another Westbrook thing. Yeah, nice all suits right? with the hats and it's all okay. that. Yeah, great. But, but we don't care about that. We we care how you perform on the field. We don't care about how you look. No, I want, I want 12 wins this year. I want yeah. 12 and 5. That's all I care yeah. about, and I don't think he can and, get us 12 and, and, wins. And, and, and it would be great if Bill Belichick could actually be a normal human being and, and be nice. Well, I mean, I'm not sh- saying he's not a great Yeah, that coach. ship is sealed. He's not going to all of a sudden be like cordial with people and nice. You don't get anything out of him. But to all of a sudden, well, just, give just, us something. Just a little info from a really dumb guy that's doing a podcast with a really smart guy. Okay? And this is I'm sending this out to Bill Belichick. You get more with honey than you do with vinegar. It doesn't hurt to be nice. Just be nice. Ever see the movie Roadhouse? He's telling all the guys, all the, all the, all the bounces. He's like, be nice. 
Well, when do we know not to be nice? Well, you don't know. I'll tell you when to not Correct. be nice. Uh, you're the bouncers. I'm the cooler. Yeah. We take out the trash. Come be on. nice. It helps to be nice. Be nice. So you don't have to be nice. If you are nice to somebody, you'll be amazed at that person, how good of a day they have. Yeah. He's just a fucking asshole yeah, to all the media he's, people. He's, he's tough. It's tough. I got I agree. Listen, I agree with you. But again, you know my take on it. I'm not I've saying never, the media people don't ask. No, really they, they dumb push questions. your. They push the. They push the envelope sometimes. There's no doubt about it. Listen, you know how I feel though. I don't really care how his persona is as long as he wins games on Sundays. Now yeah. he's now see all this stuff that's coming out now. He's we're doing talking a little about backtracking. It, but now. but the fact is they're not winning now. So like if he continues to not win and he's and he's an asshole on you know to the media, then it all gets accentuated. I don't really care how he is as long as he's winning football games. But now you stop winning. Now I got a real problem because now you you know I don't want to hear what you got to say because you're not really saying much and you're losing games. But to hear basically you- what you're saying is if you're winning twelve games twelve games a year, you can you can just say yeah, I'm not going to answer that. But if you're not winning you got to explain well i'm saying it becomes you 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 hop on a little bit more people start calling for your head when you're not winning but when you're winning parcells was tough for years but if he was a winner you just want like you said you want the chip i want the lombardi trophy again so if we get another lombardi and he decides to be miserable to the media i don't care he has, he has no business being miserable to the media this year or last year that's just my opinion okay well, what he whatever maybe he's railing let's, he's let's railing a little Belichick, bit it's funny because last year he made a comment. See, he's so different now. He made a comment about one time he said, and it's been quoted, he goes, stats are for losers. But then one day they asked you about Cam Newton and you said, well, but he threw for 350 yards. I want to say, well, yeah, 350 yards. So, so now stats matter? They lost the game. I'm going to quote, you know. quote Jay-Z. I think he said this. Women lie, men lie, numbers don't lie. See, I don't like the fact he said men lie. If you say women lie, what are you in our camp or not? I'm just saying, Jay Z. I mean, give me a break. Uh, a, I like I'm your DJ camp. end. Of, I like I'm the in the camp. I like the DJ end of it on your end. That's it. That's your uh, thing. You know what I'm saying? But here we go. Jay Z. All, right, really? all right, all right, Belichick. No, but you know what I'm saying. I'm just you know. I know you love the Patriots. No, I mean stick with your own. I'm talking about you know the the, the uh, male yeah. female thing. Like what are we what are we doing no, over here? I'm like, just saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. Stop. I know my lifetime women lie. I got it. You know. Oh, of course but, they do. We all lie. Everybody lies. There's not one person I know that hasn't lied. I lie to insignificant people. I don't lie to people that matter to me. No, I'm not saying that. I, you, you, no, you're, I'm you're just being. Make, no, it's a blanket statement. I'm making a statement. You're being defensive now. No, you're I'm being not. me. You're doing no, me. No, I'm not. I'm just making a statement. You're I'm being, being sensitive. I'm being, get get I'm, the thick skin up. I'm being. No, I'm being honest that I lie. By the way, you always say you have thick skin. The people that say I have thick skin don't have thick skin, but that's okay. That means you don't. I mean, you're sensitive. Uh, I'm, I'm sensitive sometimes. Yeah, I admit yeah it. very sensitive, yeah. and that's okay. I think that's actually a good quality. Yeah. If somebody's not sensitive and you're cold blooded and you got ice water in your veins, that's probably good. If you're on a sports field or something, that means you're good under pressure. I'm sensitive, but, but I can also give it back. But when I give it back, it's bad. Well, I, listen, it's hardcore. It's hardcore. You let it rip. You go shoot from the hip. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. No, I mean, I'm quiet until a point. I, listen, don't poke the beer. Not that you're a beer. No, here we go with the weight. No, no don't poke the beer. That's the a, well, I do have to say, it's I'm going to be saying. honest to the listeners out there. Tonight, tonight, the food was not in front of the chubby guy. And if those who are wondering, I'm the chubby guy in the podcast. Mikey Nails is the chubby guy. The food was not in front of me tonight. But there are some, what are these, Mike and Ike? What are these things? Root, root, root beer favorite Mike and Ike's. Yeah, no, those got to go. Those, <laughs> Didn't who, cut who it? Who bought those? I, wow. <laughs> wow. Here we go. That, again, it's the saying. We're poking the beer again. I just, I, I don't know if we're on a, like, can't mention certain names or certain uh, outlets. So I'm just trying to be politically correct. I mean, I know we're we banging out. Oh, we'll, tr- we'll change the topic. We're banging out some Trulies. I got the mangoes going. You got the passion fruit. Is that passion Very fruit? nice. The, the very, thank what you, What are you by saving the, way. the passion for? Not who you think. The, la- the lemon. La- 
the lemon lavender candles. No, going. lavender lemonade. Oh, lavender, lavender lemonade. Yeah, Lombardi hates that, huh? He, la- he, has, he hasn't really been on. He hasn't said anything. Huh? Uh, you know what? He's his own person. If he doesn't want to yeah. hop on, that's okay. Right. You said we got a hit from uh, Kristen Raposa earlier. That said she was on. It was Kristen Mock's Raposa. You said it. Yes, but the so, problem yeah. is the, the, the Facebook first Facebook Live went dead, and now we're back on another one. But some people are listening right now. Let me. Nice. Yeah. Mike McGee. Mikey McGee. Mikey McGee. Solid. Oh, Droopy Dog. McGee, solid. What up, Droopy Dog? Droops. Droops is legendary. Never took a shot he didn't like. I still don't know if he's happy with the uh, shoot first, pass second uh, philosophy, but uh, Falcons. Droops, an avid golfer. By the way, I'd love, love to ask Droops. Yes, Droops, I heard you're a tremendous golfer. He's excellent. By the way, I'd love to ask Droops, he's a big golf guy. The guy, Rom, I think, tested positive for COVID again. Like, how many Man. times can you get COVID? Like, maybe, like, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't even want to get into COVID because it gets Droopy depressing. Droopy dog, I, I have not really cleared. I only cleared it once tonight. I'm not shaking, so my double chin and my my whatever is not moving. You can't see me shaking, doing all this but stuff. But you did admit you were jostling in the chair earlier. Didn't I was jostling oh, the chair. Right. Yeah. Hey, Larry, if Larry's listening, uh, <laughs> Dean put on the list that you got to tighten the chair up. Well, there's like 13 things on the list. We crossed out, paint the wall today. If I ever came to, the ho- to my brother's house and yeah. he had a list for me, I wouldn't come. He loves it. Listen, I'm, it's therapeutic. I'm Larry, I'm assuming you're that a it's, saint. I'm assuming that it's therapeutic for him. You're a saint, Larry. He, listen, my dad, rest in peace. He told my, you know, he told my brother from Jump Street, you know, you got to take care of your brother. Like I'm 11, but I mean I'm 50. Well, so all the little odd you know, jobs and well, knickknacks, well, he's got to do it honest. for me. You're, you're a great guy. Got a heart of gold. You're an awesome host. You're good at pouring drinks. This isn't coasters and cocktails again, is it? I can, I can live with that. But if it's, I, by the way, I hate to admit it. That's kind of a good saying. Like, I think I said I, it. We had this talk the other night. I, I was with a bunch of guys. Yeah. They said, what are you going to name your boat? I said, coasters and cocktails. I think someone said to me, that sounds like a good name for a bar if you would open a coasters and tremendous cocktails. tremendous names. I love that. I'm, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm going on tonight. I'm going to get that, coastersandcocktails.com. Speaking of cocktail, wasn't the movie Cocktail with Tom Cruise, which was classic, yeah. by the way, didn't he, he always had the vision? He was the guy that's going to make he the called, million. He opened the bar called Cocktails. There you go. Yeah. So it was like, he, but he had the vision, and it was like, and when you said coasters and cocktails, it kind of resonates. It's, it's kind of a good uh, name, I got to admit to you. It's you were solid. Right, we're getting that. off topic, yeah. We're moving on. Trump of the week time? Yeah. Trump of the week. It's our favorite topic. Trump of the week this week. Dean has a whole write-up on this gentleman. He is the GM of the Boston Red Sox. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correct. It's Hein Bloom. Chump of the week. Hein Bloom. The new GM of the Red Sox. I don't want to say new. He's been there a couple of years now. You know, he, he got there after Dombrowski got fired in 19. And, of course, you had the COVID year, so you throw it out. But, um, you know, he comes from Tampa. You know, they don't like to spend money. I mean, I don't know what his philosophy is. It seems like it's they're very analytic. They want to build the system within and build prospects. The Red Sox have money. So I don't want. I hope he's not coming over here to be the guy that's going to be pinching pennies. You know, they already traded Mookie Betts. I got it. I don't think Mookie wanted to be in Boston, so no, I, I'm going to let that one go. He, did, okay? he definitely didn't want Even to be though in it's Boston. a shame because a guy like Mookie should, that guy should play in one uniform. He should have been a Red Sox for life, just like Nomar back in the mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. So we'll let that go. I agree with that. Well, let that go. I'm willing to just give a pass and move on. But this trade deadline thing kind of is kind of sticking with me a little bit. It's bothering me because on one end, it's a mixed bag. He did go out and get Schwab. He went and got Kyle Schwab. He got the bat we needed. But right now, you're looking at a guy who can't play. 
And when he does come back to play, they don't have a position for him. So on that end, it's sort of like, I'm going to give him like a 50-50 even on that deal. Granted, Schwarber can hit 25 home runs this year, an all-star. Definitely a move that they needed to make. They needed a left-handed stick. He got one. And the Red Sox, what did they give up for him? Their 19th rated prospect. So they didn't give up the farm. I like that. Okay. On the flip side. Do you, I, do you, do you, before we go yeah. on, before you, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt. Do you yeah. think a lot of these GMs come in? And they sabotage the team, and then they move on. Just think about that. No, I think Boston's because they have the the means, and they have the you know they have the bat the bankroll to to get to the next level. And Tampa, it always seems like they only can go so far. I think he's in a great spot for himself. I think this is a career make of him. I don't think he's looking. Boston's not a stepping stone. What's it a stepping stone to? Something else. Boston's the job. So I think that he's okay. lo- he's long term. Dave Dombrowski came in as a guy who's done this before, where he's built up teams. Usually he fleeces your minor league system, trades everybody to get the names, wins a World Series, then you bottom out, and then you end up firing. That's what happened in Boston. Yeah. Now he's in Philadelphia trying to do the same thing, but usually he delivers and he gets it done. I'm going to tell you one thing. Even before I get back to Bloom, I'm going to throw four numbers at you. And then okay. I'm going to ask you what they mean, and you're not going to have a clue, but right, I'm going to so ask Don't you. ask me. I'm going to do it stupid. anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. No, you make me look stupid. There's four numbers that matter to me, right. and I'm going to tell you what those four numbers are. Four, seven, 13, and 18. Why those numbers matter to me? I'm going to tell you why. Right, go ahead. Because those, those are the years we got hardware. Okay. Okay? So my point is, like, whether Dombrowski, you know, we end up bottoming out a couple of years later. Say that again. I want the Yankee fans to hear that. Well, they're going to say we got 27. They'll say we got 27. Yeah, Yeah, 27 bought. Four. 2004, 2007, 2013, 2018. Now, Droop likes the Sox. I don't think he loves baseball like I do, but he's he's a Sox fan. Droopy dog. And DeMeo, Stevie D's a huge Sox fan. Like, he watches Grapefruit League games. He lives it. Stevie D, I haven't seen him tonight. No, he's, he's, I know he still said you can raid. He said you can raid the fridge too. He said he had no. Well, he doesn't like the banter in the beginning, so I mean, you yeah, know. no, we're gonna do exchanges of pleasantries. You're a human yeah. being. There's I, gonna be some foreplay. Yeah, Stevie I, D. A, I agree with you on that one. Even though I'm in DeMeo's camp, I don't. I, I, I'm. We're sticking to our format. We got a little gig going here. So. I mean, what do you do? Dive right in? You? <laughs> uh, now we're diving right in. Trust me, he's, he can be. Sl- it can get sloppy. But um, <laughs> I no, I really got a problem with Bloom here because, like, like I said, I'm mentioning those four numbers because those are the years. I've been a Red Sox fan for 42 years, but those are the years I remember because those are the years they want it all. And my point is, you do whatever you got to do to go all in. Do I say you trade your top prospect to get Anthony Rizzo or to get, um, mm. to get Max Scherzer? I don't know. I want to win this year, but I think that they're just content to be... I'm starting to think they, you like the Yankees. You're talking about nah, all, all... I know. A lot of Rizzo references. A lot of Rizzo references. Oof. I know. I know. I'm having a hard time. It's a tough weekend. It's been a tough weekend to Jesus. watch things unfold. Rizzo. But no, so my point is like, I'm not saying that I expected him to mortgage the farm, but go get us another starting pitcher. Pavetta has been awful. Martin Perez has been awful. The, um, Richards, we, we, I already mentioned this in the last segment. It's, it's, those guys, it's, they're checked. They, and then you're saying, oh, Sale might come back, but I can't bank on Sale coming off no. of Tommy John. We don't no. know. He could have went out and got another starting pitcher. It wouldn't have costed you your number one prospect, who, by the way, their number one prospect is a first baseman down in AA named uh, Tristan Cassis, and he had a home run today um, today. And a two-to-one victory over Japan for the USA Olympic Good. team. So he's, you know, he's playing down in Portland. He's a year away. He's 21 years old. Would I want to give him up? No, because I don't think they're one player away from the World Series. But you got to give your team. No, they- you got to give your team. You got to give their team the feeling that 
you know, let's face it, Cora is great for the team, but don't. There's assume, no confidence right now. No, don't pitcher. assume that Cora can just because he's got a great culture that they're no, going to win no matter that's what. Not what wins games. They don't have enough. He keeps the, he keeps the heads on the shoulders in the locker room. Absolutely, a coach's job is to get that chemistry going. He he's he can't go on the field and perform. Well, he needs to keep that chemistry going yep. and the people getting along and the players on the same page and go. It's go time. Well, Focus. And I think what you're saying right now comes to the forefront right now because they just lost four straight and they're out of first place a game and a half. Is it the you know, it's not the end of the world, but things are slipping no. away a little bit. Let's see if he can get the ship riding and get them playing He's good the ball nucleus. Again. He needs to keep them together. Yeah. But to go into the trade deadline, you got your bat the Wednesday night with Kyle Schwab. I liked it. Like I said, position, we're going to figure that out. But to go out and get a couple of relievers for your bullpen, you're insulting me with uh, left-handed pitcher Austin Davis from uh, from Pittsburgh. If you can't pitch for the Pirates, what are you going to do in Boston? We gave up Michael Chavis to get him. Chavis just didn't really fit in. He didn't have a spot. So no big loss there. No. But you go get Davis, who's a situational, like sort of like a one-batter guy just for a lefty. Yeah. Now you have the new He's rule. He's a nine-pitch guy. Yeah, but now you have that new rule now in baseball with they didn't change that way. Like a reliever comes in, he has to pitch to three batters. So this is the kind of guy that looks like he may end up having a pitch to a righty somewhere and he may not be well equipped to do so on the flip side they go get right-handed pitcher um Hansel Robles from the Minnesota Twins didn't give up much once again but here's a guy with a 1.38 whip and he couldn't close with the Mets he couldn't close with Minnesota he couldn't close with the Angels so they, they picked him up they go and pick him up so like here's a guy who could be designated for assignment in a week they actually did designate for assignment Brandon Workman who was um in his second stint with the Red Sox a big part of two World Series teams with Boston, but he's moving on also. So Droopy Dog just said you're dialed in. Your boy Tristan. That's what he just said. Nice. Droopy Dog. He means Tristan Cassis, not yeah. Tristan Thompson That's from the Celtics. Said. I just no, want to make no, sure no, I got no. the right Tristan. No, we well, we're talking about baseball, not basketball. I know. You think, be- you think he's doing a delay? He's delayed? Is he that delayed? No, Droops is solid. All right. He's on point. I mean, good. The only thing you're going to learn how to do, Droops, is pass. That's oh, it. Wow. Well, he knows how to pass. He's a quality poster work. He knows how to pass it to the oh. to the mail. He's Droops is solid. He's a solid. Droops is solid. He hits the I'm ball down a ton. No, Droops is pivotal. He told me he said Mikey Niels is growing on me. That's all I know. I'm just going. Listen, I take. We it appreciate as it comes your in. support, Droops. I take it as it comes in. So, I, got, I do got to say one thing. I, I don't want to say. Well, you just said he's a mailman, so I can say it. I haven't got my mail in three days. My my mailman's a little out there. I tried talking to him, but he's yeah. well, he's not an wanted, NP. You're an NP. He wanted no part of me. Yeah, Droops is solid. Solid guy, Droops. And, and, Never change. And Stevie D. Those are my boys. That's my little click from the from That's the your old nucleus? Days. The Cora nucleus? Like I said, I could not see them for 10 years, but like there's, there, I go down a, they, I'd be want to be down a foxhole with them. They're not going to hit me with the bayonet in the back. All right, we're at an hour 15. Hour 15. You're that easy. You huh? are listening to wow. sportschumps.com. Uh, you can email Mike or Dean with any questions, concerns, or comments at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Check us out on all social media platforms. Just search The Sports Trumps. We are on SoundCloud. Search The Sports Trumps. All our podcasts are up on SoundCloud. We will be on Spotify and iTunes soon. we got one more segment left. We might have one or two. Um, the next one is This Day in Sports. we got tidbits this week or what? Yeah, I kind of covered it. Uh, one thing, Boston Bruins, I think I mentioned last week, We there was rumor that David Krejci was coming back to the Bruins, 35-year-old uh, yep, you mentioned wing that. guy. Yeah, it turns out he's going to go back to the Czech Republic. I saw that. He wants to be closer to his yeah. family. He's 35 years old. He wants to be with his kids. There's a, the way How's he, that league over there? It's it's decent. They start in September and they end in March. 
which means he could always return to the Bruins for a stretch run in the playoffs. I think he wants to be with his family. And the way he talked in the press conference, it wasn't like he was talking about. He wasn't writing a eulogy. He's not desperate. He said, "I'm not." No, but he goes, "I'm not going. I'm not really going anywhere." He goes, "You guys will see me again. I'm Boston Bruins forever." The whole a lot of people think that he might still come back. So obviously, with Taylor Hall coming back to that line for a four-year deal, it would have been nice to get Krejci back in the fold. But um, he's moving on for now. So we'll see how that all plays out. All right, this day in sports, I believe it's a Red Sox pitcher. What's your take? Who is it and what's going on? All right, so this day in history, Bill Maboquette, former Red Sox pitcher at the time he pitched for four teams, but throws a no-hitter against the Chicago White Sox in a one-nothing victory on um, August 1st, 1962. Good year. Yeah, 1962. Um, yeah, it's a great year. I think my brother was born in 62. Well, I mean, we don't want to. Yeah, tell you. That's all right. No, he wouldn't care. He wouldn't care. I'm just thinking he, of the years. I'm thinking of how old I'm getting. I wouldn't want to rob a bank with you. Oh. <laughs> I'm honest. I'm honest <laughs> oh, to a fault. Wow. I got you. Uh, Mabo Cat, he didn't have a star studded career, but I look at some of the numbers. They were great. His win loss record wasn't that great, but he was, um, that no hitter really helped because he was only 114 and 112 for his career, but a solid 3.68 ERA and um, 1,112 strikeouts for his career. He, like I said, he was a Red Sox Hall of Famer. Uh, inducted in 2000, pitched for four teams over his career. Unfortunately, one of those teams was the Yankees. Um, he was a four-time All-Star, and like I said, throws a no-hitter. I think they made a song in, in New England over him after throwing the no-hitter. It was sort of a little quirky thing because he threw the no-no. That's big. A no-no, it's a big thing. Yeah. We saw a bunch of them early this year, and yeah, then it kind did. of they've stopped. You haven't yeah. seen any lately because, wow. oh, spite attack, who knows. But, um, yeah, so obviously he was born in Medford, Mass., and um, – uh, finished his later years in Gloucester, Mass., and passed away at the age of 78. But Bill Maboquette, this day in history, 2011, August 1st, throws a no-hitter versus the White Sox in a one nothing victory. This day in history. Droops just wrote something. I know I'm, I know I'm talking about, about a lot about Droops. So he just wrote, I, let me look quick, and then I'm going to repeat what he wrote. He's solid. You got better eyes than Five that, for 20 from the field. <laughs> what was what was money from the line from the line nails? Is it talking about you or is that him? I I don't think I got twenty shots up. Although I do know there was one game I did get twenty three shots up in a game. I don't know how, maybe Droops had a bad wee, wing that night, but I don't, maybe he's talking about himself. But he, he, he you guys he, do a lot of reminiscing about the Falcons. He put What's the points? Going no, on we never there. talk about it to each other. Although he did send me. A, by the way, it's ironic. You're a North Providence guy. Yeah. He sent me a video to Facebook one night, and I just happened to and it was the video of us playing at North Providence back in '89. And um, when I tell you, I was, and, and yeah, Matt, Matt D'Ambra, all those yeah. guys, Floyd, Floyd running Graham. the point, and I'm watching. Droops was solid. He had the little runner in the lane. When I tell you, I watched Is he a mock price kind of guy. You can't see it that well. It's 31 years yeah, old, yeah. the film. But I'll be honest with you, Nails, I couldn't. I don't think I accomplished a thing that game. And I found the box score, and I think in the box score I had like I you think found I, the box score after he sent you the video. Well, I have it in my scrapbook upstairs. Are you serious? I yeah, I am. I'll, I'll prove it one night if you need oh me to. I'll show you the, the uh, proof. But I, I think the box score said I had 11 or 12 points. I'm like, I watched this thing. I, I don't remember throwing it in the ocean. I threw up air. There was balls going all across. It was, I turned the ball over. We lost by like 50. It was ugly. Then our Providence laid the wood to us. That was Ernie D just being a total, like, total pit. No, nah, Ernie D wasn't the coach. Yes, he was. Yes, it was he Dave was. No, in 89 no, he was. it was Dave Chevalier. Okay. Yep. Dave Chevalier. Okay. I don't think it was. Okay. Troops, well, get back to us on that. Troops, was it Chevalier or Ernie D, the now, coach I don't remember the name Chevalier. 
Yeah, he was the coach with Flo- and Floyd and Matt. All right, the whole, I'm going to look, look into that, but I know he oh, ran I it know. up you, on go us. Going upstairs and get the box score from 1988. He I used to take the. He wouldn't even go on the bus with the team. He'd go on his own. Like he's just Ernie. Ernie D. Listen, greatest Rhode Island player ever. I'm going to say this about Ernie D. Greatest Rhode Island basketball player ever to come out out of Rhode Island. But I did say this on one of our podcasts. Okay, there was a gentleman who played for the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, he is on the basketball. All right. Yeah, I know you know who I'm talking about. Mm. He's on the NBA basketball. Of course, they want to change that logo eventually. Yeah, yeah. And you know what his nickname was for Ernie? No defense, Ernie. What, Ernie, uh, no D. Yeah, Ernie, no D. Yeah, yeah. You told me that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, great. He was one dimensional guy. Could shoot free throws. It was oh, unbelievable. Shoot. Listen, he was great. But that yeah, aside, great. as a coach, I just remember him kind of being kind of. Yeah, he was a punk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what it was? He was trying to be a stepping stone. Yeah, well, he was living in the past. Yeah, so but he was also thinking maybe he would step him to maybe a job. I beat teams by 40, 50. They were so much yeah, better than us. They had Kenny McDonald who ended up Kenny in Providence. Mack. He was on Kenny Mack. He was playing for Ernie D. No, nope, he didn't. He was on the eighty-eight team. They smoked he for us. Chevalier. But it, yeah, in eighty-nine, it was Ernie D. Okay, maybe it was, but I know Chevalier. Kenny. Kenny Mack was a hell of a player. Believe you know, me. You know who was a better player than Kenny Mack? Tommy Mack. You don't even know who that is. Yeah. That's his brother. And there was a Dan McDonald. Was that the Danny cousin? Mc, Danny yep. McDonald was, was another. He played at CCRI. Yep. No, he was the brother. Oh, he was his brother was too? Brother. Okay. And there was another brother before Tommy that was phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Uh, actually, Kenny McDonald ended up having a good career as a coach. After Providence, he got on Rick Bonds' staff. He coaches, he play- he coaches in the NBA G League. That's right. Kenny that's right. Mack. He actually he was a head coach at Western Kentucky for a few years. Got, 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 got a little mess. He, he did get in a mess, but he also got him to the tournament a couple of times. Yes. He did a good job. Kenny Mack is a hell of a guy. Okay, he's a great guy. He's a great coach. He's great. I had bat- I I had battles with him at Evans Field. Yeah. We battles. Yeah. I was I was a, I was a, a gym rat. Okay, I was playing alumni hall. I played with you at the yeah. boys club. No, I, was I got always some, playing. I got some. some I played. All right, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna talk quick about me, and then I I don't like talking about me because. I don't like talking about the past. I'm not that guy. When I was in high school, okay, and even a little bit after high school, I would get up. This is no word of a lie. Yeah. I'll, I can prove it to you. I get up at seven in the morning. I meet my buddy at Brown. I'd run this. I'd run the stadium stairs at Brown. Then I would go to Evans Field, okay, and I would work the summer camp there. I would yeah. work with all the kids, and I would play basketball. I go home. I would eat. I come back to the court, and I would play. From like five in the mor- five in the five at night to like three in the morning. The lights would be out to three in the morning. Okay, I did that forever. I just had just wanted to play. It was just in me, so I could play. I was a player. But I believe that. So some of the guys at my Sunday hoop run said, and a shout out to Akbar. He's you know Carmine. Yeah, yep. Akbar and Carmine. They got some history with you playing ball. And I, obviously, I played with you way back in the day. Would you run the stairs like Bird used to run them in the uh, old I garden? I was Bird. Yeah. See, it's still you. Then I would go behind the stairs and I would throw up. Well, yeah, you got to blow your cookies. You do yeah. whatever you got to do as long as you, I do you, it with a couple you, of guys. Yeah. And then I would go to Alumni Hall. I even worked the summer camp at Alumni Hall at PC. I worked the summer camp with Ernie up in Narragansett. Right. I could go on forever and ever. It's not about Listen, us. You've been it's all over the, the dial. Trumps, you've been yeah. all over the dial. So it's been a great night here. It's a Sunday night in the cave. Sports Chumps, episode eight. Hopefully next week we get back to our normal Tuesday night, but you'll see us every week. No rain, no shine. <laughs> uh, you know. Droopy Dog, Dean hit four baseline jumpers that game. What are these? Hang on. Why you're big on Droopy Dog. Solid 11 points, question mark. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Droopy Dog, we're signing off. Thank you to all our loyal listeners. I want to thank the Dream for answering uh, the question. Stump the Dream did not happen tonight. This is my savant partner, Dean the Dream. I am Mikey Nails. You are listening to the Sports Chumps, episode eight. It will be up on SoundCloud. Email us 
at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Any questions or concerns, check us out on all social media platforms. Search the Sports Jumps. Have a good night. Be safe. We will not be on this Tuesday. We will be on the following Tuesday. That might change. I will post some stuff on social media. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Be safe. I'm Mikey Nails. I'm Dean the Dream. Have a great week.